Hey there, truth seekers, freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, ultra-maga-extremist Republicans, and let me add all of you other people that MLG refers to, all of you annoying voters. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. We are unindoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid. On Conservative Talk, ABQKDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can listen to playbacks of any of the previous shows, as well as download useful resources. Check out my advertisers and sponsors. Give them some love, because they are supporting the cause. You can get the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Send me your questions and comments, and get started advertising by emailing me at my email address of Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. So I've been thinking a lot about, are we really free in the United States anymore? I remember throughout my life, I remember saying, well, it's a free country. Is it really anymore? They've been taking away that freedom a little at a time, incrementally, hoping that you will not notice. According to the immortal words of Janis Joplin, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. How much can you lose before you realize how important freedom is? America was founded on a single principle, freedom. We are, ultimately, a nation that was built for adults that are willing to accept responsibility for their lives and accept the consequences, both the good and the bad. Freedom comes with risk. The founders were also well aware of the temptation to despotism. The tyrants in the world will always take advantage of those that are willing to be given the illusion of safety and to be protected by someone else in exchange for not having to make decisions about their own lives. In a speech to Congress in 1792, James Madison stated, Liberty and order will never be perfectly safe until a trespass on the constitutional provisions for either shall be felt with the same keenness that resents an invasion of the dearest rights, until every citizen shall be an Argus to a spy and an Aegean to avenge the unhallowed deed. Now you're probably saying, what does that mean? They want to dumb us all down. You know, I talked about a while back about how they are no longer teaching cursive to young people. Why do you think that is? I think part of the reason for that is is they don't want them to be able to read the founding documents. That way they can tell them 
whatever the hell they want and make them believe that that's the truth. That's what I'm here doing. I'm trying to share the truth with you and enlighten everybody. You know, it's like <clears throat> another thing. Me being a Christian, <clears throat> I'm kind of um, a traditionalist when it comes to using the King James Version Bible. Now, people might argue, well, you know, that's a translation too. It's like, yeah, it is. But I think it's less translated than the translations of the translation. Because when you have a translation of a translation, the true meaning of the words gets lost. Kind of like this thing here by James Madison. Okay, so what I did was these words that you probably don't know the meaning of anymore because they were kind of old English kind of words like, what's an Argus? What's an Aspy? What's an Aegean? <clears throat> what does all that mean? Well, I've done the work so that I can make the complicated less complex. Something Rush Limbaugh used to do. So, so since many words have been lost in the sands of time, revisionist history and wokeness, I'm going to break it down for you, what Madison was actually saying. He was talking about how our liberty and society will never be totally safe because at some point there will be those that will be a threat to our lives as we know it. He made the point that these violations to our lives as we know it, our way of life, our God-given rights, should be looked at as an invasion and those perpetrating this act as invaders. He believed that every citizen should be watchful like an Argus, which an Argus, by the way, happens to be a hundred-eyed monster from Greek mythology. To the enemies of our sacred liberty, we Americans need to fight back like an Aegean. Now, you may you look up Aegean on the net, and it's going to come up with the Aegean Islands and stuff like that. But there is a meaning that he was referring to when he made this statement. It means to be extremely formidable or difficult and occasionally distasteful. I've been talking about for the past couple of years about how we need to peacefully resist the tyranny that those enemies of this country have been bringing upon us. Peaceful non-compliance. Just say no. Don't roll over and just do what you're told because everybody else is rolling over and doing what they're told. Don't be an accomplice to these tyrants. Can you imagine if James Madison was around today and made this statement? Huh. The leftist Democrats would have him thrown in a gulag on charges of insurrection. He would be public enemy number one. The founders knew that true liberty requires eternal vigilance. They understood that even a limited government would constantly be looking for ways to acquire more and greater power over the lives of its citizens. 
We need no further evidence of this than the United States government of today. With a far greater scope than what the founders who rebelled over a small tea tax, remember the Boston Tea Party? That's what that was all about. Would have been willing to tolerate. Liberty is difficult to obtain, even more difficult to maintain, and very easy to lose. This is what the founders believed. Let's take a look at some of our basic rights that have been trampled by both our federal and state governments, especially but not limited to the past couple of years. And the reason I say not limited to is because this has been happening over your entire lifetime. It's just been incremental. It's been small little things. It's been boiling that frog just a little bit at a time where you don't notice, but now they've cranked up the heat. Freedom of assembly. For almost two years, your churches were closed, and preachers that refused to comply were arrested and fined. Why were the churches closed? The real answer is that a bioweapon was unleashed, sensationalized by a compliant media, and exaggerated to the point that people voluntarily surrendered their right to fellowship, even with their own families. Our rights were not taken away. They were given away by those submitting to the fear and propaganda in exchange for the promise of safety. In many cases, those that gave into the propaganda and fear joined the tyrants and forced compliance on others. Wonder how it became so evil in Nazi Germany. You wonder how so many, these were German citizens, a lot of these people that were participating in the genocide of the Jews and the gypsies and the homosexuals. These were German citizens prior to all of this happening. These were people that were brainwashed, propagandized, and used as tools against the enemies of the state. Some of these enforcers of tyranny are still hard at work being the compliance police for their tyrant overlords. And when I refer to that in New Mexico, I talk about the tyrant in Santa Fe. Just ask those who were let into the capital let into the capital. If you're not just watching CNN or MSDNC or any of those other garbage propaganda, government-ran news outlets, you will see the videos of the Capitol Police letting people into the Capitol. It looked like a bunch of tourists in there walking around with their signs and their flags, walking around just looking around. They were let in. Now these people are being investigated and put into gulags. We still have people that are being held in the gulags. They're being denied their due process. So do you believe that the right to assembly still really exists? Let's talk about freedom of speech. If you're a nationalist, conservative, religious person, MAGA Republican, patriot, which means you love your own country, or a skeptic of collectivism or globalism, 
then everything you say is being censored, monitored, surveilled, rebuffed, and limited. And the more technology advances, the more tools the tyrants have to enslave all of you. I know, technology, it's, it's convenient. Wow, makes my life easier, you know? It's also a tool that the enemy uses against you. They lure you in. It's kind of like the Roach Motel, you know? You go in, but you don't check out. Your belief in moral truths is now considered hate speech. And in fact, anything you say that hurts someone's feelings is considered a micro-assault. Some time back, I talked about how George Orwell's vision, or maybe even you might consider it a premonition, of 1984's Thought Police was coming soon. This was no conspiracy theory. The Thought Police are here, and censorship is happening, supported by minority groups that have been led to believe they are oppressed. All that remains are the coming laws that will disregard the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. These laws are happening a little at a time in hopes that nobody will notice. I'm noticing, and I'm talking about it every week for as long as I have a voice to do it. Let's talk about the right to bear arms. Now that national red flag laws have been passed with more to come, it's only a short time now that the final assault on our right to keep and bear arms will begin. You ask, what is the final assault? After all, the tens of thousands of new armed federal officers are trained, and that includes pretty much every single three-letter agency, including the IRS, the heavy hand of the federal government will be coming for your guns by force. And I've talked about what force is. Force doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to come to your house and tackle you down to the ground and search your house and and confiscate your guns. No, it can happen through other coercive means. It won't be called a gun confiscation. Instead, you will be accused of some kind of crime. It won't matter if you actually committed a crime. could be tax evasion, IRS, insurrectionist. Your guns will be taken based on an accusation. Since the government has unlimited political power and an unlimited supply of your hard-earned tax money, it is likely you will go bankrupt in the process of trying to fight back. In the end, they will accomplish their goal. They will have disarmed you and prepared you for the next step of tyranny that they want to impose on you. A red flag law gives the government the right to confiscate your guns based on any other person's opinion that you are a danger. Could be your ex-girlfriend, your ex-boyfriend, or hey, let's be let's be uh, woke here and say ex-non-binary friend, <laughs> an anonymous source. <laughs> Those are popular with the with the media, or any anti-gun leftist. Your worst enemy just needs to have a concern about you being a danger. 
and a platoon of Biden's FBI Gestapo goons can come into your home and take your guns. Without a warrant. Without a trial. Without any constitutional due process. Ladies and gentlemen, this is coming. After all, America's number one cognitively impaired citizen, Harry Legs, pedo Joe, the big guy Biden, just called conservatives, which happens to be 61% of gun owners, a threat to democracy. By the way, we don't live in a democracy. Although I'm going to talk about that. What about your right to due process? The Fifth Amendment says to the federal government that no one shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Red flag laws bypass this right. And by the way, they don't necessarily always call them red flag laws. They change the names like they do on everything else. They relabel it. They repackage it into something that sounds all... Unicorns and rainbows, but it's the same thing. You tell me how a group of people can be held in gulags in D.C. for misdemeanors for over a year and a half without due process for the January 6th protest, and I ask you, can anyone say that we have any rights left at all? I remember when the Democrats were constantly saying that the jails were full of poor people because the system was rigged against them. To that point, I would say I totally agree. I think it should be obvious to everyone now that they never really cared about anyone being treated fairly in the legal system. It was all about politics and getting those poor people to vote for them. If it wasn't for Donald Trump having really deep pockets, they would already have him in a gulag, too. Our court system has become corrupt, just like every other branch of government. Judges are now unconstitutionally removing elected representatives from office as a part of civil lawsuits. We talked about this on a show, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Coy Griffin. County Commissioner, Oturo County, elected official. Some people that were in no way injured in any way by Coy Griffin brought a lawsuit against him, and the judge, as a penalty, removed him from office. People, this is unconstitutional. This is illegal. Coy Griffin isn't a wealthy guy. He can't afford a high-powered attorney. I ask any attorney that's out there that considers themselves a patriot, reach out to Coy Griffin and tell him you want to represent him for free. Do your constitutional duty and fight for this country. It's even questionable at this point if there is really any difference in either political party. I've been so frustrated with some of the nonsense I've seen in this current political environment in the state of New Mexico, I am absolutely disgusted and fed up. Or even worse yet, are both parties actually collectively working together and just laughing at us behind the scenes? Sometimes I wonder. We've got some, now, now don't, 
take me wrong, we've got some patriots out there. We've got a lot of our people, patriots that have been fighting for years against this nonsense that managed to get through the primary process, and they're running for office. These people you need to support in any way you can. They're not part of the establishment. I suspect this is why they hated Donald Trump so bad. He was kind of outside the establishment and had to get, they had to get him out of office by any means necessary. And even if it meant destroying the faith in our elections, which is what they've successfully done. And they're going to use this to their advantage if you allow them to. I'd like to finish with a quote by Alexander Hamilton from a speech he made to Congress on June 21, 1788. He stated, It has been observed by an honorable gentleman that a pure democracy, if it were practicable, would be the most perfect government. Experience has proved that no position in politics is more false than this. The ancient democracies in which the people themselves deliberated never possessed one feature of good government. Their very character was tyranny, their figure deformity. I would say that what we are experiencing right now in many states in this country, and certainly the federal government, is what you is a sample of what you get as a pure democracy, like the one Alexander Hamilton warned us about. It is literally mob rule, and the mob is doing anything they want. We've got mob rule in the state of New Mexico. We've got one supreme leader, MLG, and then we have a bunch, we have the other branches of government in New Mexico, which have rolled over and submitted to the queen, MLG. Regardless of whether it is lawful or constitutional, because the system is broken and there is nobody to hold them accountable. Nobody. This is what you get when you have one-party rule. You have mob rule. You have democracy. Anyway, wow. <clears throat> I'm in one of those moods today. I'm a little bit fed up about a lot of things. I got Derek Scott in the studio with me today. Hello, how are you doing today? Um, I'm, yeah. You sound like I feel, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, it's a great monologue. Thank you. Um, really, yeah, because you had talked about that before, about doing that monologue. But anyways, yeah, so... There is something that was said, I, and I'm going to be wrong on this, but it doesn't really matter because it's been handed down through time from our forefathers, is one of the comments that was made, I don't know by which one or if it was in the Congress or the Senate, was a democracy is wolves deciding which sheep to eat. Is, I like that. Is another example of the democracy. Yeah. Quote, quote, uh, putting up quote fingers here to democracy. Right. We're, we're supposed to be a republic. And a republic 
right? In, in just in your when you do the uh, when you do the pledge of allegiance of a republic for which it stands, right? So, you know, if you listen to the, even the 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 pledge, you realize that if you really look at it, just like you've been doing with research, it's a republic is split up into different parts. And I had it described to me one time as that it was made in such a way that you split up the powers so that each power structure wants to hold on to its power, Mm -hmm. right? So that it doesn't really want to give it up, right? So they have to kind of fight over it in a sense. And that's why they split it up and made it kind of adversarial, system everybody's like oh we shouldn't be adversarial and oh we gotta be nice which no no it was meant to argue right the system was meant to argue is meant to argue for long periods of time it was even meant to be slow not fast on passing a bill in the federal government it was meant that the, the federal government was supposed to be the slowest government to pass a bill kind of like you have to pass the bill in order to see what's in the bill that sort <laughs> oh, of nonsense gosh. yeah yeah I mean, that's that's nonsense. Yeah, because then they're not reading it, they're not debating it, and they're not adversarial no. about it. And, you know, we have multiple parties back then. Yeah, they've conglomerated into two parties, and maybe they're both working together. I, I don't know if that's entirely true, but, you know, you sometimes go, you, your eyebrow goes up when you see some things, and you go, well, maybe that is true. But which, but I've, I've split it up into, I think there's three maybe even four kind of powers fighting it out in the United States. And you, it's almost very distinctive, right? You have the far left, you have the far right. Mm-hmm. And then you have a two conglomerate system of, well, I want to keep it nice and, and clean and, you know, I don't want it to go too bad, but maybe it'll, you know, we can figure this out. And then you have the system of like, you know, I just want to win. Right, so you kind of have these four powers kind of duking it out, you know, and you you know like in any governmental system that doesn't like you said vigilance, you know, that doesn't put vigilance into their freedom, vigilance into their their rights to hold dear the government they've learned and the country they live in. You know, I know the immigrant problem is really huge, yeah, and it and it's really a bummer right it's a lot of people coming through but you know it's funny a lot of those people eventually become conservatives you know um it's because they go and learn Mm -hmm. you know they have to right if you want to interact in any way in this country you got to know a little bit about america you got to know a little bit about how you treat your neighbor and all that stuff, because otherwise the cops are going to be called on you or, you know, like I've seen it happen, you know, when we had really big numbers back in the nineties streaming through the same issue, but a lot of them became conservative. You know, I would like to, something I just thought of on that point that you just mentioned, the people that come in the right way become conservatives. But what the left is trying to do right now is they're trying to fast track Mm 
Yep. A bunch of people which are breaking the law, sneaking yep. across our border. They're avoiding the yep. points of entry. They're sneaking across the border, and they want to fast-track them to make them into citizens. Now, what right, happens so when that they, they can get a vote? They yeah. bypass the whole thing yeah. of learning about the history yep. of the country, learning yep. our laws. They bypass all of that yeah. because so that they can be indoctrinated to believe whatever they want them to believe. Correct. And then they keep them in an area of town, city, or state to keep them in that area. I mean, they want to enslave them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think people truly understand that they do. The, okay. So because, you know, I learned, worked in law enforcement. Yeah. I talked to guys even today, guys and gals about some issues that have been very surprising. Like, oh, I don't know, the pullback of the sex trade, the pullback of the... Uh, you know, kid trade and, and slave trade, okay? It does exist even in the United States, right? We, in the 90s and the 2000s, were doing everything we could to attack it, right? But it's been pulled back ever since Biden became president. I mean, massively slowed down, shut down, to the point that people have been handed pink slips, right? So that's not good. That means, you know what that means, right? So yeah. the powers that be want some type of enslaved worker. Do you know what I mean? Hey, Derek, let's take a little break, and then we'll be right after, uh, right back in a few. Don't go anywhere, everybody. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes We're seeing things in a different way And God knows it ain't His It sure ain't no surprise I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. 
one-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505 292 2226. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505-345-4276. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'm here with my guest, Derek Scott. Hello. Today. I always love having Derek on. I appreciate it. <laughs> what was it we were talking about right before? Yeah, the, so I left it right at... Uh, kind of left it hanging there Kind of keeping, something. you know, them into slaves. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think that's how they look at a lot of uh, these people that they're letting in illegally. And it's like they they believe these are people that they can control. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, they. it's funny because, like I said, a lot of the people that they did bring on in the nineties and two thousands have turned heavily conservative, gotten their citizenship or green card or whatever. And those people are voters and that's not voting for them anymore. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. got to bring in a new stock. It's like cattle. It's <sighs> disgustingly sad. It is. And like I said, they have not gone after the trade issue. I mean, come on, let's, let's talk about the thing we can't talk about, you know, to somebody who did not end his life or, uh, yeah, I would say end his life, right? I think I could say that. Jeffrey Epstein? Get, yeah, right. We can talk about that. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. like, everybody freaks out when you say it, right? No, I, no, I yeah, mean, we, so, we could totally talk and, about that. And the fact that, you know, he was in that. He was part of that, and he was in, you know, we know he was blackmailing some of the most he powerful people. He knew too people. much. He knew too much. He right? had to go. So did his, so did his uh, mistress. You notice how we're right? not hearing about, hearing from Ghislaine at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, and, and some people were predicting that during the hurricane, because I was told she was down in Florida at yeah. one time. I think that's where she was housed, in a federal prison down in Florida, is that everybody was saying the hurricane, they were going to kill her. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was everybody saying that. It was kind of making me laugh. You know, she she knows where all the bodies are buried. Yes, she does. And it's like, I somehow they have silenced her. If we, if we truly could get somebody in 
if we really truly can turn it around in this election, and then if we can truly get somebody in 2024, you could definitely command, you know, and and clear out all a whole bunch of tops. Well, you know what I would like to clear a whole top people out. Yeah, too. yeah. Well, you know what I would like to see. I if we can really do this. Which honestly, I'm not confident confident of anything at this point in time. Yeah, it's like I'm just right. hoping for the best. Yeah, you know, preparing for the worst. Yeah, <laughs> um, all of those people being held in the gulags all need to be pardoned. Yes, immediately. And, and I think that they should approach Gisling Maxwell, mm-hmm. make her a deal, make her a deal, and say, "Tell you what, we're going to give will, you, we're going to give you a house. I will some pardon you and place. set you up. Yeah, someplace I would give her. Yeah, where you can be safe. Yeah, we will provide for you for the rest of your life. Right, but we want but you. We, we to want every show name, us where the bodies place, are buried. Every person, every one of them. Well, like I said, uh, you know, like I've discussed with you off air. Um, is that what's concerned me is we we think it's a bigger conspiracy or whatever sometimes and we you know we as people fall into that because we're missing information and when yeah when you're blinded from some information you really can't make a good uh, educated guess or assumption about what's going on right like you can't guide your mind into something good and so you know and we know you know science I hate science. There's some science that I really just can't stand, right? Because that science is political science, right? So let's right. let's talk about climate change as a political science. Political right? science, it's totally political science. Totally. There is, there's even where even, are the experts coming forward? Right. Where, you know, these politicians. Well, I say you this had all one time. of them shut down CNN yeah. just during the hurricane. The uh, I, I I I always mess it up. I I want to say Ivan, Ivan, but it's. It's not e- Ivan. Isn't it Ian? It's Ian. Ian. <laughs> I always yeah. mess it up. My brain. Yeah, kind of just... like the other word, which, yeah. I, which I won't mention. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So Ian, even even the Noah scientist who was on CNN shut CNN down, saying no, there is no proof that global warming or anything to that extent contributes to. Hurricanes. No, and you know they tried to act like this hurricane hurricane is like the worst ever. Worst in, ever in it's history. Category four. Category no. four. Hurricanes like that have happened over. Yeah, and over it was again a category four. Recorded history. It dived down to a category three, then to a category one. Came yeah. a depra- I said it was a category depression. five before it actually yeah, was yeah, a category yeah, 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 four. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> and I had texted you. I was like, ah, oh, ha, ha. You got me on that one. Uh, but yeah, so it was a category four. Yeah. And, and it became a category one, then tropical depression again. And, and it hit the coast pretty hard up in the, what is it, the South Carolina area. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny when you think about that. It's like even the Noah guy, you know, who could be a believer in climate change, right? Right. Um, and and maybe he doesn't cl- believe in and, you know, man-made maybe, climate yeah, change, maybe cli- yeah, but I, that I, there is some type of solar climate change. Well, I think climate is always changing. Oh yeah, and it always has. It changed. always is because we're always moving. Even science has, you know, science, which you know we're we're not concerned about science anymore. But yeah, I I've heard where they've they've you know dug down, and they've got these core samples and things like that, and they have been able to come up with some pretty good proof that that. The planet Earth has been through cycles. Oh yeah, Ma- in which major there cycles were and mini cycles. Times in which Earth was literally experiencing a near extinction event, in mm-hmm. which all life 
down to the smallest little microbe would have been wiped out. But somehow... Something called the flood, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But there were a number of cycles in which the Earth mm-hmm. has become really an uninhabitable place. Well... And, and it's like... There was at one point in time, I'm, maybe a lot of you know, young people don't realize it, you know, where they're always talking about all the time, well, the ice caps are melting. Did you, do you realize that at one point in time, there was a thing called the Ice Age, mm-hmm. in which a majority of the Earth was covered was with covered snow, and ice. snow and ice? Yeah. The and entire only Earth was in the covered with a glacier. Zones. Only in the equator zones did you have a more temperate zone and a more foresty area. And here's the funny thing, you know, and it's been proven that the Sierra Desert was green and lush right two thousand years ago maybe more right so during jesus's time on the earth it might have been pretty green in the middle east maybe okay and then it slowly changed over time i mean they track it back to about two to three thousand years when it changed when it went from green to desert and it's just like kind of what we're seeing now with the rainforest. It, you know, whether people were involved or not, it could still go to desert, and then the other desert starts to become green again. Yeah. Right. It and it depends. You know, there's different. Even in the even in the creationist scientists, there is a debate about what is our true age. Right. You have some people with six thousand years. You have some people with a hundred thousand years, and some people with ten thousand years. Then you you know you go to mainstream science, which is billions of years, right? Yeah. And the James Webb Telescope is now kind of poking holes in those balloons and making them deflate because they keep that they found what was actually two years ago. I hate to kind of go off here, but yeah. But two years ago, or is it three? That scientists of creationists and even some atheists sign on with the Big Bang never happened, right. and they also stated that they predicted that if they were to look further, they would see either similar aged galaxies and similarly aged store, uh, stars. Guess what? James Webb just proved that, and now they're freaking out, saying, "Oh, we got to change cosmetology." right, of the cosmos, and, oh, you know, it, it, well, maybe this is what happened. Maybe that, I mean, you're already hearing in the news all these different theories based on what James Webb, but I have to give it to the James Webb users, shall yeah. we say, to relay that data in a fair and truthful manner without, because these guys predicted it. You know, these scientists, they put their reputation online. They put a letter to the Science Academy of Cosmetology for this, they they put themselves in the line, but they were proven right, yeah. you know. And so, if they're proven right, we have to reevaluate or have a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of, revelation. I like of that. what is going on around us. You know, my my good friend Robert out in Texas wrote something the other day, which I found to be really, really just kind of very profound. And it's really got me been thinking about some stuff. I know over the years there has been this debate, and I don't know if anybody has really come to a conclusion. I think it's still a, a debate about whether light has any mass. Yeah, right. Now, yeah. now I remember that there was scientists, they were trying to say, yes, light has mass, but then that kind of blows away Einstein's theory of relativity yes, if light supposedly has yes. mass, because Einstein's theory of relativity talks about how light, or, or how anything, how anything, any object or thing with, which, with mass 
if it reaches the speed of light, time stops. Yeah, time stops. For that. Okay, so how does that explain? Okay, you look into the night sky. You see all the stars in the sky. Yeah, time stops. Some of them are are billions of light years away. Right. Okay. Time stop. (laughs) If time stopped for the light that was coming to you, then how came to your eye? How do you see it? How? Why is the sky just not totally black? Right. Now that leads you to That's the idea that that light has no speed limit. Yep. That actual light has no speed limit. Well, and, and that what you're seeing in the sky down. is real time. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, that might be true. Maybe, especially with the re- the recent thing with the the James Webb Telescope. Mm-hmm. We were talking yep. about this a little bit a couple weeks ago, I think. Yep. In which it looks it. like it's dispelling the whole idea of a Big Bang. Yep. And that's what's freaking people out because that means they might be seeing all this in real time, just like you said. Yeah. They're seeing galaxies that are the same age, same age and they're not redshifting bad. Right. You know, they're not a big shift. This is this is a topic that it would be so fun if I had the ability to open up phone lines and for oh, people yeah. to call in. Right. We could have a lot Oh, of, you'd have a lot of people. I, it, <laughs> this would be interesting. Yeah, because it opens up, again, like you're opening up a discussion that should happen. Right. And, you know, it's like I like we were like I jokingly said revelation. I mean, what if that is revelation to have a revelation, not just for the person, the community, the state, the nation. Right. Right. It's it's a revelation for the world. Right. It's where they're like waking up from a slumber and realizing you don't need government. You don't need your you don't need a cop to rescue you. You know, like. That's what the Lord wanted you to think. Right? Kind of reminds he, me of the know? of the the last uh, one of the one of the Matrix movies. Yeah, in which at the end when they discovered the truth. Yeah, and they're talking about a world without you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Imagine it, it, you know, and, and it's like I always would tell my friends and family. Imagine if everybody gave the minimal ten percent, not in money. It's not always tithing and money. You know, it's it's just ten percent of your time, money, resources, whatever you can give to your community or your neighbor. Right? Yeah, um, because you can't give to the world. That's it's near impossible. You, you can only give to what's around you immediately: friends, family, neighbors, community. Right? Yeah, that's all you can really help with. But it, imagine if everybody did that at ten percent of their life. Right and and use the ninety percent for whatever they'll whatever they want to do right yeah but they give that ten percent imagine what the world would look like it would not you first your governments would barely exist right you would have the minimal government that we originally had at least in the United States and then other people wouldn't need government on a, any major scale because other people within the community were already helping each other it's like Florida with with Ian they didn't need a government. You know, and a lot of them said, go away, FEMA, because they've seen what FEMA's done. Right. Right. You know, and the equality thing from our good old vice president, you know, oh, it needs to, it needs to be equitable. You know, it's oh, like, God, oh, I'm okay. So, sick of that so word. yeah, oh, I know. I hate it. It's because there is no equity. There is no such thing. You will always see, and the Lord said, you will always have the poor masses. You will always have homeless. It'll always. never leave until he comes back. Yeah. Right. So it's just an accepted thing. You have to just see that's the thing. You got to accept that we all sin. Yeah. There is no 
see, and that's what I hate about the wokeness. They don't wake up and say, oh, <laughs> we all ha- have sin, and I sinned today, and gosh, I need to ask for repentance. It's a constant. It's a constant. It's a constant uh, battle. It is. Right. It's like even if, you, even if you've been saved and you're a Christian right. and you, you profess your faith and, and you move forward and you try to move forward in a better direction— it is a constant struggle. It's a constant struggle. That just means that you're aware of it. You're and just that you're, aware. And that yeah. you're going to try. Right. You're making the effort. Yes. Whereas, you know, and even atheists can agree in the point that a sin exists, right? That there is bad things in society, right? That do terrible things and affect the community, the friends, the family. Again, you know, if you're not giving your ten percent and you're taking away ten percent instead, yeah, yeah. or twenty or thirty, you're you're making a black hole of yourself. You're kind of a black hole to the people around you, and I mean black hole in the sense that you're sucking people in, you know, because you're sucking them into your depravity. You're sucking them into you going to jail or whatever. You're sucking them into your their life, and then their life becomes difficult, which then. Guess what they do? They get angry. They get upset. They they maybe blow up at somebody or take or take it out on somebody, and and you know it just keeps extending out, right? You know, and you know the further away you are, the better off you are. But the closer you are to that person, the worse it is, right? Just like a black hole. And I sometimes wonder if that's the reason for a black hole is just the example to say that's what happens when I'm around that type of person, and we call it a toxic personality (laughs) or toxic, right? That's a good analogy. I like that. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I went to this uh, Concerned Citizens for New Mexico-sponsored event in Rio Doso last last Friday, which which is why— if you all were listening to my show last week, that yeah, you noticed Mike that the Linda. first hour was new, and then the other two hours were were replays of a couple of my favorite hours, you know, different shows. So, so anyway, so I went to that event in Rio Doso last week, and that's where I was, and I got to meet Mike Lindell and Steve Bannon, and they they gave a couple of the most amazing speeches and. Mike Lindell is hilarious. I wouldn't doubt I it. Mean, he seems this, like that type of guy. He is. And this poor guy, he is like, he's like your perfect example of somebody that is living through faith, mm-hmm. that is a Christian, that all the crap that is coming down on him, all mm-hmm. these evil people that are coming after him, Oh yeah, he is still a happy happy person with a good personality That's and a great. good good sense of humor. He he told he he spoke for like an hour and 40 minutes I think and he was talking about all of this nonsense that these bunch of evil leftists have been bringing down on him and all of the all the bashing that he's received on social media and he was making a joke about it and making fun of these people and it was hilarious. That's good. And if you guys want to hear the whole thing I um while I was there I streamed the whole thing live on my Facebook page on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and so you can watch the replay of it on there. It's really really good if you haven't seen it I suggest you watch it if you really want to see a side of Mike Lindell that uh, you don't normally see. 
Um, and I did the best I could to capture the video and the audio of it um, the best I could. I tried out a new microphone I got that you plug into your cell phone. Oh, yeah, I know the ones you're And it actually uh, significantly improved. Oh, I bet it did, yeah. Yeah, the audio. Yeah. So, And then Steve Bannon uh, got up and spoke first, and he was talking about he, he, he was the— uh, he was the warm-up act for well, Mike and, Lindell. <laughs> and there's another man who's going through the thick of it, you know, and they're just trying to drain away his coffers. And, oh, yeah. You know, because he was helping a lot of conservative groups. You know, he was doing kind of like, he was the counter to George Soros is the way I would put it. Yeah. You know. Well, that's so. what they do. The federal government, like I said in my opening monologue, they have unlimited resources. Yeah. It's not like our money, our money, our money, loaned, your loaned, money. loaned yes. against our money. It's yes. even worse than that. It's loaned against our money in, in our production. So they're trying to break Steve Bannon financially. I mean, look at what they're doing to Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. OK, just because he spoke his mind. It's like, well, yep. they didn't like what he had to say. It's Which like, he's come, become right. I mean, a lot yeah. of his predictions, yeah. not all of them, but tell some me of about them it. Have come true. Um, what about. What about the freedom of expression, freedom of speech? Right. I mean, that's what he was, he was using oh, his freedom surprise. of speech. And what do they do? They come after him with a civil lawsuit. Yep. And they're not just out for justice. They're out for revenge. I yep. mean, oh, yeah. their goal is to break this guy, mm -hmm. to ruin him, to destroy his life, to destroy his company, to shut him up forever. Yep. I mean, they, this, this judge, which I, I find this to be outrageous, they, they brought a... A law, a, a fine against him of nine hundred and sixty-five yeah. million dollars. Impossible. Yeah. Can Can you imagine that? Nobody's ever been fined that. Yeah. I mean, they, these judges are out of control. Yeah, they are out of control. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> it's well, why why Trump was trying to replace them all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's the federal judges. I mean, like I've. So, you know, with New Mexico Civil Guard, I don't know what's happened with them, but, you know, they were fighting. Same thing in our state, civil lawsuit, right? And nobody was, no lawyer, from what I've heard and through my investigations, nobody would take their case, you know. Um, the ones that did, you know, I'm not going to name them, especially one way or another, because they'll be attacked. But... You know, there was finally some that, that stood up. But, you know, they did find out that, and well, I found out because of my own problems when I was trying to speak to our own city government about disability issues during COVID, you know, we got kicked out. I was on the news for that. I was on KRQE News 13. <laughs> it was hilarious. And uh, the, the these big security guards were escorting me and my wife out. We didn't yell, we didn't scream, we weren't crazy, but we were being methodical in our speaking to these people of like, you because at the time the governor ordered no more than 100 people, right? It was so stupid, right? No more than 100 people that, you know, can be around each other. And there was, there was not even close to 100 people. There was the city council, nobody inside, and me, two security guards, the... If I think it was two news people and two cameras. That was it. Yeah. So we were well below the limit, right? <laughs> but yet, what do they do? Oh, no, you got to get out, you know. And that was it was terrible. It was a terrible experience. And it's something that, you know, I, uh, it was KO, 
I can't remember news uh, news four. What's I don't remember their verbiage on that one, but they finally did an article over a year later about how people with disabilities aren't getting their services, yeah, and how COVID has kind of ruined their ability to get around and yada yada yada. But you know, and that was after me begging somebody to take the story for for days or for 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 a year, yeah. You know, and that, you know, they didn't take my story, but they finally at least produced a story about it. But a year later, a year later, it's like somebody put a cap on it saying, oh, you can't do this story unless it's a year later. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what it's been feeling like with the media, local media, especially. It's like, like, uh, or like with the, uh, the Biden laptop, mm -hmm. you know, the Biden laptop had a hold on it. And then, oh, well, <laughs> it was true. You know, it's like, give me a break. Like, what's, don't, you know, I wish media would notice that the disservice it does to itself. Yeah, it, it does. It hurts itself. It does. It's, it, it doesn't endure itself. It hurts itself. It makes it, well, and, and I'm, I think that's why the Discovery guy is taking over, you know, CNN and doing a good job at clearing them out, clearing the house out. And I think he'll turn it around. I really do. I think he'll make. I think CNN it's entirely possible because he wants to make it a news station. I think it's possible. It's possible. But 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 with the damage already done, you know. It's you it, know. It's kind of it's kind of like this show uh, Bar Rescue that I watch. Like oh, yeah. one thing yeah. John Taffer does on these businesses that are just irreparably just destroyed their reputation and completely just tarnished their name he always wants to rebrand them rename them cnn is probably gonna have to rebrand yeah i think they're gonna and and to. i think that's like the, i think that's the way to like go dnn discovery news network so, yeah hey why not why you not know? hey like, there you go buddy yeah. uh what's his name i can't remember the the ceo he's conservative there you go, buddy. I hope you're here listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in. I came up with it. I like the idea of rebranding. I think that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. Yeah. They have to. So we're coming up on the end of the first hour. Yep. The second hour, I want to kind of wrap up a little bit on this conference in Rio Doso, a couple of the takeaways I got from that. Okay. And then I watched this recent gubernatorial debate yes. on KOAT yeah. and I watched the I painfully watched the whole thing from beginning to end. Oh, I know. I I took a bunch of sound clips from from it. Oh, that'll be fun. I made a lot of notes. Oh, yes. And we're going to have a little bit of talk about that because you know, I've been talking a lot about tyrants. Well, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do between now and election day. And folks, she I, made a lot of notes. Yes, <laughs> I made a lot of notes. And so I really, really analyzed everything that she was doing, everything she was saying, and that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the tyranny of this current dictator mm -hmm. that we have in in Santa Fe. I want you to I want you to realize. I I, I want I want to jog your memories because people have short memories, and oh, I yeah. understand that you get busy in your lives, things slip your mind. It's like you forget about how awful it has been over the last couple of years. So. We're going to talk about that more, and um, I have a lot of other stuff too. So, oh, yeah. anyway, we and so will do be, I. Ha, yeah, no, so I'm do kidding. you too. I'm so do you too. Answer. You always have plenty to say, Derek. <laughs> yes, I yeah, do. I love it. So, hang around for hour two, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 